will be my first time I actually put notes together for this episode. Oh, okay. And normally I uh, wing it, but I was like, you know what? Um, yeah, my notes are kind of useless, but... Oh, it's fine. <laughs> I, I appreciate you did that, uh, still. Yeah, because usually I forget to write down, like, names, and I'll start referring to characters as that mm-hmm. one person. Yeah, you know, that's Or something fair. like that. So it's like, I, I should probably, like, remember what these characters' names are. Um, I even, like, wrote synopsis and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. This is Obsessive Comic Disorder. Today I have Kayla Evans on. Hi, everyone. Um, that is my own. name. That's perfect. <laughs> That's the, yes, perfect. Getting off to a good start. Off to a good start. Uh, I could have. I, I, there is there any other Kaylas in the scene or there, there, isn't. Uh, there isn't. It's actually funny. The show I'm on tonight, they did mess up my last name. Oh, did they? How <laughs> Evans? Even it's actually a common mistake. I, a lot of people say Evans instead of Evans, which That's I don't really care that much. Yeah, it it's not that big of a deal, I guess, but it could be worse. Oh, absolutely. Um. I was There's to another Evans in the scene, and some people call me. Is that Amelia? Amelia yeah, 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 yeah. That, I mean that. So that's worse. That, yeah, I guess that's true. At least they're saying the right first name. Exactly. Yeah. So we are going to be talking about uh, "Lady Killer" by Joel Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit about it. Um, I, 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 it's my first time putting together like an actual like rhythm to this podcast because oh, normally okay. I just like I'm just like hey. Let's just get into it. And then I realized I've listened to every episode I've recorded because I always, I just, I go OCD with the uh-huh. whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, there are literal episodes where someone could listen to this and be like, this is clickbait. Where is the information about the comic book? Yeah. So I'm just like, you know what? Let's, let's get a little bit of information on it. And you know, podcasts, they do need that structure and rhythm to them. People exactly. need to know what they're expecting each week. Exactly. And uh, a lot of what they were expecting if they were listening consistently was, me talking too much about my religious past and, uh, which, you know, that's always a fun conversation topic, religion on a podcast, yeah. especially about comic books, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, cause we all know that, uh, Watchmen is an allegory for Jesus or something. I don't know. Not really. But, um, <laughs> so this is actually, I put together a little like a uh, plot synopsis though. It's, uh, it's basically as a thriller taking place in the 1960s, tells the story of Josie Shoulder, a, uh, this is actually from Wikipedia, so I cheated mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, she's a perfect housewife who leads a secret life as a killer for hire in her spare time. Uh, we actually we're gonna we're gonna be talking about uh, volumes one and two. I also put together for that. So volume one, which takes place in Seattle, she's working for uh, David Peck, who is uh, like head of this like uh, organization that puts it together. And what I put was that until she finds the a contract that she cannot nor- uh, morally complete. Mm-hmm. And then volume two, uh, which is, takes place in Cocoa Beach, follows Josie, who is now working freelance. Uh, she develops a partnership with another contract killer named Irving. Um, we'll get a little bit more into him as well. But uh, basically, uh, up until... Uh, <laughs> what did I write down? Because, yeah, you were introduced in the first volume. Uh, becomes a cleaning man. Things take a turn for the worse when her mother-in-law reveals a dark secret about Irving and the relationship sours. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what I've got here. Okay. Um, but uh, what do you what do you think of Leia Killer? Oh, you know, this is I've never really read a lot of comic books, mm-hmm. but I really like this. Yeah. I think it's beautifully illustrated, especially oh, for the times, like the 1960s. It's that perfect vintage feel to it with the outfits and the colors. Hmm. And then there's just a bunch of violence too. Yeah, yeah, it's so much fun. 
especially the um it's interesting because I, I looked into this the first volume she co-wrote it with this guy and i think like jamie rich i believe uh-huh. um and then the second one she did by herself and when she went by herself like it almost seems like jamie was like telling her to pull it back a little bit because in that second volume there's a lot of that like where she's like cleaning up after everything there's like so much gore yeah in that it's uh it is it is gorgeous like i guess i, I was reading um she in, was inspired by like the ads from like the 1940s to 60s that kind of makes sense like, some of the cover ty- the cover photos are like yeah based off of yeah these oh, like, 1960s like ads yeah like happy home kind of stuff and like mm-hmm. norman rockwell i guess was another inspiration i don't see as much norman rockwell in here because it's definitely more like a style magazine look to it mm-hmm. whereas norman rockwell was like that um like hand painted like a family at home you know like i don't know if you've seen any of his paintings not, not really you probably have and not realized i'm sure yeah Do you know like the saturday morning post covers I'm sure if I saw okay. one, I Here. would know. I'm going to, I, because I'm that person, I'm just going to pull up a picture. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not lying when I say I do not read comic books. But, <laughs> oh, he's, he wasn't a, not comic book writer. Oh, artist, okay. But, uh, what were you going to say? But no, I mean, I really enjoyed this. And you know, this would have been really helpful as a kid because I was always kind of bad with reading fast. Oh yeah. I recognize that painting, the Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, that would have been perfect to have these as a kid, like yeah. with the illustrations and just a little quick commentary on what's going on. Because mm-hmm. I was always bad with reading growing up. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can, I can relate to that. Actually, the first book I ever read, I was twelve years old. I didn't, uh-huh. I didn't start reading until I was like twelve. I hooked on phonics. Actually, worked for me. That's, yeah. that's not a joke. That's a true statement. Oh, okay. It actually, like one summer I was bored. I was tired of not being able to read. And so I went through like <laughs> ages, like, like very minimal, like A is for Apple, B is for, you know, whatever. Yeah. All the way up to like the highest level that you could do on the thing in one summer. And I was just like, I need to read. And my first book I ever read was a, <laughs> was like a halfway fictionalized um, what was it? Uh, autobiographical or biographical, bi- not autobiographical, but biographical story of um, Buffalo Bill. Is that who it is? The guy who was used to do like, like he was like a guy in a, like during the uh, Western times who would like go to like carnivals and like show off like gun tricks and stuff like okay. that. I don't know. But it was because I went to like this uh, this summer vacate. See, I, I see right away. I just go into my past, you know. Like, <laughs> Moment I can talk about myself, I do. It's well, really that's good bad. you remember the book so well because yeah. I still even have trouble remembering books. Oh too. yeah, just like my memory just sucks. I guess I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's it's all it's all the jokes. It's just keeping all the jokes in your head, right? Like everything else just goes everything away. Is, <laughs> nope, they're all going away. <laughs> I like there is like a little bit of uh, tongue in cheek humor in this, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's there's some fun. I I think that. The art style really adds to that, too, Mm -hmm. because you have on one end, you have this like perfect American life of the 1960s in this dichotomy of her like disguising everything from like she's a uh, one time she's like a um, what is it like Avon seller, Avon lady. And then another point, she's like a Playboy bunny and like a Mm -hmm. bunch of all this other stuff. And you have this like dichotomy of like very nice, sweet. Everything looks very clean. Yeah. And then you have these gory murders 
yeah. happening. And it just that and alone, there's something kind of funny about that. Yeah. This, this reminded me, have you ever seen the movie American Psycho? I haven't seen it. Okay. This reminded me a little bit of that, although that one takes place in the 1980s, but it's got that very same, like, kind of a dark comedy level yeah. to it mixed with, like, this, like, kind of horrific. There's also the subtle hints of, like, sexism in there, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny, because I think the first one of these was written in, like, 2015 or published in 2015, yeah. so right before Me Too movement. Oh, right before, yeah. Right And then before. the second one was 2016 to 2017. I guess she had a little bit more of a, um, a little bit of a, like, delay on some of the stuff. I think she was working on a couple other books at the time. Okay. And this is kind of her, she's done other books, but I think this is like her pet project or something like that. Yeah. You know, like her, cause everybody has their, their book that they want to do. And then they do a bunch of Marvel stuff or DC stuff. So, and you know, what's interesting about this comic book is like in your mind, you're just like, Oh yeah, killing is bad. And these are some gruesome things I'm seeing. But then you get to that one, one of the issues has that, scene where she's trying to get a used car yeah and the guy just puts that the salesman puts his hand on her thigh mm-hmm. and then she kills him and it's like yeah. oh okay yeah. i get it now there's a little justice <laughs> here yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh the thing so in reference yeah it, it for the most part like the the murders as gruesome as they are there's at least a little bit but then there's that one where she kills i think is it both the parents or is it just one of them um, and then there's like a little boy who's hiding underneath the bed. Yeah. And that's yeah. when everything just kind of goes to shit for her mm-hmm. because all of a sudden she's, she's kind of being able to live this perfect life. Well, like in the midst of it, she's working with uh peck. I just, I was like, I got to remember his name. Yeah. Um, she's working with peck and he, as soon as she spares the kid, he just starts going after her basically because right. she, because uh, not only is the kid a witness, he killed the kid, but now she's potentially someone who could expose him as well. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the fun part about that whole thing. I like, I like, I like the first volume quite a bit, but I think the second volume really stood out to me more Yeah, because, well, first of all, she's going, there's just something the, uh, first of all, I noticed that the, the colors felt more, um, I don't know if vibrance the right word. They just they just they were they were bolder in the yeah. second one than the first one. Yeah, which, I see what you mean. Which I I mean I guess that that can happen regardless. Apparently, the person who did the colors calls himself Crank. Oh, because okay. it says on the it says on the cover Cranking here. out the colors. I think so. And featuring Crank. Oh no, sorry. Crank is the uh, the letter. Never mind. Laura Alred. Laura Alred, I think, is actually the main uh, colorist, which she is phenomenal. She usually works with her husband Mike Alred. Um, okay. To get an example, that one right down there, I Zombie, is uh, he illustrated. I believe Laura did the colors for it. They did like a CW series of it a while back. But okay. Um, <laughs> This is the other thing I do all the time. I always reference. I'm like this. If you know this thing, you know this. You know that thing. Um, what are what are some moments that really stood out to you? What did you say in this book? Um, yeah, I definitely think the one I just described with her killing the car car salesman was one yeah. of them for sure. Um, oh gosh, at the end of the vol at the end of the second volume, I think the dog got involved. I was like, why did you oh, have to yeah. get the dog involved? <laughs> Killing a kid, whatever. But yeah. Why are we? Why are we hurting the dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's gonna happen though, especially yeah. in that time. And I, I feel like I feel like animals were a little less uh, cared about at that time. Everybody had their dogs, but like you got like you got like old yeller. You know, people mm-hmm. are just like, yeah, if your dog something happens to your dog, just kill it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. 
And then, I don't know, just, uh, yeah. And just how that volume two ends, which I don't know if we want to give that away to people or not, but that was... No, there's a big, yeah, there's a big surprise. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to be better at not spoiling things. Like, That's give fair. like give Give enough of, like, a sort of that carrot at the end of the stick to make someone, like, interested and interested in, like, what me and in this case you or whoever guest i have on thinks mm-hmm. about the book yeah but i've had ones where we've literally talked about the whole thing i was like if someone really wanted to read it i, I just completely screwed up their experience right. you know but yeah i i'm interested because i was looking online she stopped this one this was 2017 she hasn't done anything in a while and then i guess this year um there's a website i wrote this down to i just took i took a ton of notes here um uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, there's, so there's actually a sequel series called Lady Killer LTD. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a website right now called Zest World that allows um, comic book artists to get paid directly for their okay. work. So what they do is they release in, in this case, I think it's like small. They call them episodes, but they're like small increments of like uh, I'm trying to think here, like probably six pages at a time or something like that. So it's not like a full issue. It's like little small parts of one. Mm -hmm. And then um, they'll release those and that'll allow them to, to also like work in in the time that they have available. So if they're working on other projects, they can kind of come in back and forth and then you can buy those little increments and eventually they'll probably release it in a book like this. A lot of them I think end up getting released through like actually dark horse, the company that did this, which uh, cool thing. I don't know if you know dark horse at all. No. Um, they're uh, in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. That's their main, like, branches. So, like, that's their... They've been around since, I think, the 80s. And that's sort of, like... Surprisingly enough, there are a lot of comic book artists and writers that live in Portland. Oh, okay. Um, that does make primarily, sense. Yeah. Primarily because of that. And I think that, like... I think I think the the like the inconsistent weather and the depression really feeds the creativity, you know. Right. As as someone who does art in a form or another. This is slightly off topic, but I did discover one thing last night. What's that? Um, I was watching some like Netflix series with a friend of mine called Cat People, and it talks about like people who are obsessed with cats. And there's actually a rapper in Portland that's a cat rapper. A cat. I wish I, I should remember what his name is. Like. I think it's, it's Moshan, maybe. How how does how how's he a cat rapper? Well, he does rap with his cats, and he has okay. tons of like cat merch, and it, his <laughs> raps all, are all cat kind of lyrics. Yeah, just, they're like, all about cats. Cat. Yeah. Oh, okay. And like, does he? So he uses like meows and stuff like that. Some of that too. He'll like add his kinda, cats meows to yeah. it. But that's also in Portland. Or it was. Yeah. It was a couple years old. Maybe they left after COVID or whatever. Okay. Is 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 would would his uh, would a reviewer potentially call him the cat's meow? Call him the the, the cat's, cat's meow. Oh, yeah. maybe maybe. That's a that's a that's a that's a term that would have been used during the '60s for sure. Oh yeah. Do you know Do you know that one? Ah, that's like, vaguely familiar. When people say, like, yeah. it's the cat's meow, that's I say like, that's vaguely familiar, like or, I was there. I definitely was not. <laughs> or, like, the cat's pajamas. I don't know why they... Cat's rubs, pajamas? Cat's pajamas. I feel like I've heard that one, too. Huh. It's like, it's just like saying it's something that's great. Okay. So, it's like, it's like, or, like, it's in, you know, like, I don't know. I don't even know. I, are you technically Gen Z? I'm a cusper because I'm a 1995 95. So millennial or I could relate okay. to both. Yeah, you can really. you could somewhere in the middle. Uh-huh. Like I I'm definitely a millennial. I'm 34 at this point. Okay. So 89. Um I don't know what's going on anymore. 
Yeah, <laughs> just in fair. general, I don't know what's going on. That's fair. This is, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to be, you know, at this point, yeah, like that's, that's, that's uh, like, it's just, it's, it's, I, every once in a while, I don't have TikTok, but I will like look at Instagram and I'll see the TikTok real stuff. And I just, I don't know what's going on. Everybody has ADHD now, apparently. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I, I think I already had it beforehand, but right. you know, maybe it's contagious. Who knows? Maybe I don't know. like that's. Yeah. Do you have ADHD? Is that a... I don't know. Probably. You don't know. Probably. Honestly. <laughs> like, I I think it's in the water. I think that's what it is. I think they just, they just... just It's just kind of the world we live in, too. Like, our brains yeah. weren't designed for yeah. the way the world is now. Yeah. So well, because... Like, okay, like, so all of us have racing thoughts that are overstimulated. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> it's true. Well, because, like, you're like, yeah, well, for, well, I you know, we have our phone, mm-hmm. which, uh, as it is only recently, they started, like, adding either you can get these like glasses or like they have like a setting on the phone, some phones where you can like change the lighting because mm-hmm. they realized for, they didn't realize this, but like the blue light on phones is horrible. It's horrible for your eyes and in your brain because like, it's, oh, it's like sense. addicting. It's, it's almost like, honestly, it's like, it's like a light to a, like a, like a bug light to a lot of bugs. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, you just, you just want to look at it. But at the same time, it does something to your brain where you're just like, you can't sleep. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Are you looking at some of the books? Or? No, I'm just trying not to burp in the microphone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard to do. It's like, it's, it's funny. I, I swear I do not burp this much in my everyday life. <laughs> just once the but once microphone's the, in front of you. Yeah. Once it's in front of me, I, I have had some where like, I feel really bad. I had an episode with Danielle Porter and I'm pretty sure there's just a long underlining burp throughout <laughs> something really important she said. And yeah. like, I didn't think to ask her, hey, can you say that one more time? I just yeah. burped. And so it's just in there. It's just, yeah. it's in that episode for the rest of life. It's, it's. That would be kind of funny to edit. And it's like, hey, sorry, I just burped through all that. This is yeah. what she said. <laughs> <laughs> just for yeah. context. Just for context. Well, you can hear what she's saying. Yeah. It's just, there's just underneath it. There's just, a, uh, you know, like. Just well, don't have my roommate long. on this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brie. Brie. So, you know, she burps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, your roommates, were, your, your, your roommates with yeah, uh, Brie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now she is, that is, that is one of her, uh, her talents apparently. Mm-hmm. She's, yeah. Yeah. It, people are into it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, she's like, she's not just a bircher. She, she's like a belcher. She's like, yeah, she's like, she's like yeah. she lets them out. You don't want to scare your audience with that for sure. Yeah. Not on audio. <laughs> Honestly, Unless I'm sure. Unless you give like a warning beforehand. It's like, yeah. hey, Ed. Four minutes into the podcast, <laughs> turn your volume down. The, the question is, is because there's those, there's always like, like, gr- like when you're a kid, there's always that one kid who's like, I can burp the ABCs. Can she just burp a conversation? Like, do you know Not if that's possibly, possibly like I mean, burping was big when I, I mean, in my friend group, yeah, we burped a lot. Okay. And we laughed at it. It's funny. Yeah, it's, it is. It's well, it's, yeah. it's funny. It's just that's like where a fart. All stand-up comedy starts is the burps and the farts. You know. Yeah, yeah. just just the just bod- just bodily functions that uh-huh. we can't control, but they have a funny sound. Yep. Um, we've completely just gone off topic. Gone off to- See, that's once fair. again, it's fun. I I, I I guess one thing I'll definitely say about Lady Killer is I think this is kind of a good comic book for women to get into for <laughs> yes. sure. Because there's a lot of those like moments every woman's been through mm-hmm. in the comic book, very feminist yes. and just stuff that's very relatable. Maybe not to the extent as it was in the 60s. For sure. Where sexism was just like said yeah. all the time. But yeah. like it's all still stuff that's like, oh, yeah. 
Well, it's kind of more underlining now too, mm. or it's, I would say it's more like passive aggressively done these days. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It could be, sexism could be subtle too. That's the, yeah. I, mean, I guess I've that's been, what I mean. I did yeah. comedy in the South, so I know. <laughs> yeah. You were in Nashville before this, right? Yeah. 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 So how long did you do it over there? Like five years. Five years. And when okay. I just say comedy, I include COVID that year. I didn't yeah. Do it, it's yeah. just easier. Yeah, I, that's true. I mean, I did a little, a couple mics and like, I think I did one, I did a podcast okay. during COVID actually. I was working in mental health care, so I, was oh, okay. like, I would feel very guilty if I got anybody sick. So <laughs> I fair. really didn't do it for a year. Um, yeah. I actually took like a mental health break at first. Yeah. And then at the end of my break, the pandemic happened. So yeah. I was like, oh, well, oh, two weeks turned into a year. <laughs> All right. Well, you got a, you got a, you got a good, nice, you got to, to actually have that break. Like, it's like, it's like you were given a little too long. A, yeah. Yeah. But now sure. I'm always like, I took a break from comedy recently for like three weeks and I okay. think I had been scared to take like a real break again. And it's like, oh no, yeah. what if another COVID happens? Or, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, you have a brief period after that time where like you're grateful for comedy again, yeah. but that goes away really fast. You're like, oh, all the mics. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm. I'm on an accidental break right now, and mm-hmm. it's been like a month. I, the last thing I did was I host, I guest hosted Jarrell Newsom's show, 99 Problems. Okay. That was like August 4th now, so it's been like almost a month and a half now or something like that. All right. I, that, see, the thing about that for me is like once you get out of that, it's it, now I'm in that place where I'm just like, I got, I, I, I regained my stage fright already. Yeah. Like I'm, I know once I get on stage, I'll ha- I'll definitely bomb a couple times. It definitely feels like you're starting over the first couple after. Yeah. Break. Yeah. But it's just like, it's like, it's like if you haven't been on a bicycle for a few years, you're going to have that moment where you're kind of like struggling. You're like, oh, that's right. This is what you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's just that thing. It was like, and now I'm like, what are my jokes? Who do that's I have fair. jokes? What are my jokes? Yeah. Yeah. Writing stuff down is important. Yeah. Like, I, I still write down my jokes, like, in notebooks, and I still have all of them from well, when good. I started. Because something I also kind of learned is, like, maybe you're not ready now to, like, develop a certain idea. Yeah. But in a couple of years from now, you might have some more skills under your belt and be able to do that. Yeah. So it's kind of good to look back at old stuff every now and again. Well, so I, I sometimes will just bring try to bring back a joke and see if it works better Oh, now. absolutely, yeah. Because there there's two sides of that, too. Um is that a joke could be either poorly written uh-huh. or you're just not ready to perform that style of joke yet. That's true. And some jokes, like, you have the punchline or the idea, but there's, yeah. like, needs to be more meat to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I could say this and maybe it's silly, but, like, it's not a complete Yeah, it's, thing it's like a half thought. And then sometimes when you're, like, starting out, you have a joke idea or topic that um, is not completely uncommon. And yeah. then everybody just kind of burns it to the ground yeah and now it's annoying to talk about yeah or you see somebody else do your style or your joke and it's like i think they got the point yeah i think they got it well that's that's always fun too is like when you maybe you've maybe you had a joke that didn't work that well and then you see someone do a joke that did work really well it is promising it's like okay my thoughts are in the right place that's cool yeah (laughs) it's just that this i'm just not quick enough (laughs) yeah I also had a, I had one. It's fun because I had, you know, Ryan Danley, right? Yes. Yeah. So he's one of the people who all just like randomly message him on Messenger and be like, hey, I got this idea for a joke. What do you think? 
And then uh, I recently had one that was so similar to another a joke he had. It, the The punchline was different, but it was basically the same joke and every other else. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm glad I, you know, actually like ran it by you before I did this. Yeah, because, that rarely happens. Yeah, that really. I I had I've had this happen a couple times because I have a bad habit of not watching other people's sets, but being in the room while they're doing their sets. Oh yeah. So it's like my brain will like. Like the subconscious will hear that, and then sometimes it's easy to like not completely steal a joke, but still a premise without meaning to. Right. And then you realize, oh shit, I just I'm doing this other person's joke, and like yeah, premises are a little trickier. Yeah. Because you know everybody can have like a similar yeah, idea and have a different it's substance true. to it or different punchline, but yeah, it's, but there's sometimes, even if the punchline's a little bit different, it, if it's too, if the, if the joke, I guess like if the, if the meat of the joke is so similar, it's kind of hard to like, yeah. Once you, it's, it could even be a joke that's worked, but like once you realize it's too similar to someone else's, it's like, well, well, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to fight to death now. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> it's just tricky. Cause yeah. I feel like when that's happened to me, it's just like, well, that joke's not that great, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else thought of it. That's not true. That that's true. That's true. That's uh, that's commonly what's happened to me too. It's like, yeah. Or, I don't know. I had one of my jokes actually do okay on TikTok, and then afterwards, I heard a couple people saying similar topics. Oh, yeah. So I kind of just cut the joke then. That's like, you know what? It's on there. I got the views. Whatever. You ever heard of the the term like the of the muse? Like this idea about like there's like. Some people think it's like just a concept. Some there's one guy that wrote a book who thinks it's a literal like spiritual being or something that like what'll happen is like it's sort of this like being that will like send things out into the ether and then it's a matter of who grabs it first. Yeah. And so the idea though is that it uh, multiple people can grab that and mm -hmm. so you'll have that sort of parallel thinking pretty consistently. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of big comedians who talked about sex robots in, like, 2019, I think. Oh, yeah. A bunch of people had it in their specials. I'm like, are you listening to each other? Yeah. Oh, I heard a ton of bidet jokes for a while. Yeah. That was a really big one for some reason. Just Yeah, some some topics just kind of come and go. Yeah. And, I mean, as the thing, too, Tinder was, like... was a big one when one. that started out. Yeah. And for five kinda, years after. <laughs> yeah, I was and still sometimes today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I wish I could say I didn't have a Tinder joke last year. We all we all yeah. got a Tinder joke. Oh, it's just like <laughs> keep it in your back pocket. Yeah, and like Tinder, it, it's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, and it's like it, once it's once the uh, if it's like especially if it's like a, a situation that you actually yourself dealt with. That's what's nice about having a similar premise, but having a personal experience. Yeah, because you know, there's the jokes that are the. Uh, the personal experience jokes and then there's just something you thought was funny and so you make it sound like you had it happened to you yeah 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 i think i think crowds definitely could tell like what's like authentic and what's yeah. personal or i don't know but we all embellish stuff sometimes for sure for sure sometimes like stories just don't end in the funniest way no or you sometimes they you literally the, the the situation is true, but it's literally just the situation, just like the concept, mm -hmm. and then the rest of the joke is a complete lie. That's, yeah, that happens too. Sometimes, yeah. And every now and again, you'll see someone just completely make something up, and you could tell. Yeah, you know what? That's kind of funny. <laughs> I also really I, one of my favorite comedians of all time is Stephen Wright, and all of his stuff is just mm -hmm. non sequitur, made up stuff. Yeah, and then you got like Anthony Jeselnik, which does the same thing, just like exactly edgy, you know. 
Yeah. It so. just depends on the style too. Yeah. If it and so like it's it's fine. Like it's 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 there's nothing wrong with telling a complete fabrication if it's funny. Yeah. And if you have the skills, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um I'm still trying to think of anything more to say about the comic real quick before <laughs> Any notes? <laughs> I do have some notes. Yeah. Um yeah, I know. We just got straight into the comedy, which is fine. Um, I'm still working out some kinks about some new stuff here. So this is this tells me exactly how it works. But um, yeah, a couple of things uh, about Joel Jones, the writer of this, actually, or writer and artist, which I always think is really cool when you get kind of both. Yeah. Um, she also um, is the first person to both write and draw for the comic book Catwoman. Oh, yeah. okay. So primarily previously there was always a artist separately from the writer um but in 2018 i think it was not that long after the second volume of this came out okay uh she took over for catwoman um i've got actually a couple recommendations uh here that i wrote okay well obviously some further reading from her she did a graphic novel called you have kill me with jamie s rich which is the guy who co-wrote the first one yeah he was like an editor that she had been working with for a long time so i think it was more when it's co-written it's more she had the idea but sometimes someone will help with dialogue or just spelling issues or something like that mm-hmm. um and then let's see oh yeah the camera and then the one um because this is it's always fun to find like uh, a good good like badass uh woman character in a comic because as you said, sometimes it's harder, or at least you would think so. Yeah. Um, not exactly the same concept, but it, this kind of made me, like, it for some reason popped in my head. There's a series called Death or Glory, mm-hmm. um, which is by uh, Rick Reminder, but it's about this, uh, this woman who was, like, kind of raised in, kind of off the grid by her dad in this, like, motorcycle mechanic sort of lifestyle. Something happens where her dad needs surgery, and she has to, it's this really awesome action thriller where she's like, decides to plan a heist that has to do with a mob. And there's a, I'm trying to, trying to describe it without ruining the, yeah. the, 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 the thing. Um, and so she like decides to do a heist for this, like these van, uh, not vans, but like semi trucks. They're supposed to hold like mob merchandise. Mm-hmm. Turns out something crazier is going on. And so it's this whole thing where like, I think it's about halfway through the, the series where like everything kind of like turns on its head and it turns into this like really crazy high octane, really awesome action story with once again, just a really badass lead female yeah. character and check it out people. That's uh-huh. what I'm saying. It's Are there a really lot of good. women who work in the comic book industry? Uh, a lot more now. Okay. Um, a couple, a couple uh, that I would highly recommend anything they do. Uh, G. Willow Wilson is really good. Um, she's also uh, Muslim, which is kind of cool. So you got a little bit more like diversity in that as well. Yeah. Um, there's also Gail Simone. She's done a lot of stuff for DC. She's done some of her own stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. The, uh, that one right up there, Invisible Kingdom, is G. Willow Wilson, actually. Okay. Um, I've also got one that somewhere around here called uh, Cairo, which is really cool because it has to do with like genies and like going to like Middle East and stuff. But, um, I'm trying to think of some other prominent there. I know there's a lot more now that it, than there used to be. Cause it, cause it like a lot of things, it's just kind of got male dominated. Yeah. Um, especially early on, but it's definitely, there's definitely been a more of a call. I think just in, I think in the arts in general, 
it's a better time to be a woman in any form of art than it has probably ever, I would oh, say. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because, like, like, there's now where people are more, like, inclined to actually look out for, for like, a really talented woman. Where, like, at one time, you know, I, as a comic, I'm sure yeah. you've dealt with the <laughs> oh, both I sides of stories. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think social media is kind of helping with... I mean, a lot of people are against, like, what they see on social media with a yeah. lot of comedians posting crowd work clips. But I kind of like that you could reach a bigger audience that yeah. way. And you don't have to be signed to anybody or... Mm-hmm. With tied with a certain comedy club that people could just see you if yeah. the algorithm thinks. I, again, I don't know how to get on the algorithm side, but yeah, I, there's uh, what was it? Imani's gotten like a million on one of hers, oh, I yeah. think, which is crazy. Also, so she had to get off of social media for a while. Then yeah, she, she, she has like, over a hundred thousand followers now. Yeah, she started getting some like kind of abuse from people and stuff. That like is that. the tricky thing with that is uh, yeah, if you see if you see a lady comic who gets a bunch of views on a video there's going to be a crazy comment section yes that's just how it is and mine is not as bad because mm-hmm. i'm white yeah but i mean now people will just like say stuff like i didn't think that was funny i was like yeah okay dude who cares it doesn't matter yeah. and in general it doesn't that's it's funny because you would think that most comics would be upset about that but it's Especially now. Uh, I mean, if you're going to be in entertainment, unfortunately, yeah. that's a part of it. That's yeah. You're always going to you're always going to have someone come up to you and be like, what was that about? You know? Right. Probably it's a southern accent, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I've had it happen before where like I don't do well. Yeah. And it's it's weird. I once had like a guy who pointed out that I didn't do well, but was also kind of trying to hit on me. Oh, weird. Like I was trying to yeah. bump my self-esteem down to think oh, I, I would date to, them. Like, to like, nag you, basically. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> Especially as a comedy. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. People are weird, though. Yeah. 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 It, it is... It is strange. I am happy that it definitely seems like the Portland comedy scene, especially women who are starting now. Yes. Do get treated a lot better. Yeah. What I notice about sexism in a lot of states is like, it's kind of more subtle. Like maybe people don't talk to you at all. Oh yeah. Or they just like introduce themselves to everybody but skip you. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. So like, it's like they're not doing anything. It's what they don't do. Yeah. Sometimes that says something. So this comic book, of course, yeah, like the all male lineups which oh, yeah. if somebody does that in portland you're done yeah no, <laughs> crucified. That's not, yeah, you can't yeah. do that yeah no i think uh the closest that happened recently was there was a joke uh clancy kramer i and, remember yeah oh the the dudes dudes uh, night i saw you you actually like did a little drag on that oh night. yeah i did do yeah. drag and yeah. i showed up as one of the bros because yeah. women were not allowed so <laughs> me brie and faith did that that's really funny, and i'm actually though. doing a drag show this weekend because oh nice of that. yeah yeah uh for is it an underbar by chance, yeah or? i think yeah. it's fluid comedy fluid comedy yeah okay so i'll i get to tell drag drag i get to do stand up in drag oh, okay so i I'm writing jokes from that perspective of a <laughs> new guy that isn't doing too well. That's that's great. His name is BJ King. That's my BJ drag King. alter alter ego. <laughs> and then I actually am going to do a number because I figure it's like I probably won't do a ton of drag shows. So yeah, might as well. Like what do you mean for a, num- a number? So yeah, drag queens uh, they do dancing. Oh, along, okay. Lip syncing. Yeah, it took me a second to realize what you meant. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'll do lip syncing, yeah. dancing, hopefully some money collecting. Yeah. That's always drag good. Drag queens and kings get paid. Yeah. 
as opposed to comedians who oh yeah <laughs> sometimes we get paid yeah we get paid a little yeah yeah it's comedy I, I will say uh comedy does pay my therapy bill now so that's, that's cool. good of course i have cheap therapy but still that's yeah, like it, it okay. fuels your therapy bill but it also pays it. it pays it yeah so that's been really cool um yeah the rest of the bills i'm still working on yeah that's fair that's fair uh yeah have you i know a lot of people they say like once you start doing merch that's sort of what a lot of people yeah pay that's actual. been my goal this year money's just been a bit tough that's but, fair. And also learning how to design merch and print yeah. merch is just like, there's not a direct guide on how to do all that. You kind of see some people do trial and error. Yeah. Or, there's some great graphic designers here. Uh, Jane are. Malone, for example. Is oh, yeah. Awesome. She, uh, I think she did the, uh, have you seen Kyle Adams? Uh, he has the, the lighters that say, fuck Kyle. Oh. She actually did, did the design okay. for that one. So Yeah, I should reach out to her or yeah. to somebody because I definitely have some ideas based off my jokes. Yeah. What some good merch might be. But yeah, that yeah. will definitely make you more money in comedy. It's funny. The one merch idea I had is a joke that I probably don't want to, I don't even want to do anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, cause I, I, I grew up in film school and I had, a, I used to have a joke about, um, having this worry of like, cause everybody for homeschoolers, they always get, they always like, especially when you're growing up, they treat you like you're like nothing, like, like a weirdo almost, mm-hmm. you know? So I like, I, I had this joke about waking up in a sideshow, tra- like, uh, like at a carnival or something and a carnival barker, like basically showing me off as like one of the attractions. Yeah. And so I thought it would be really fun to, if I did tell that joke later on to just have like a t-shirt with a cartoon version of myself uh, as a sideshow, basically. Yeah. That is a tricky thing about merch. Yeah. That's based off a of joke. Cause you kind of do need to remember <laughs> to tell that joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Um, I saw, who is it? Sam, uh, I just forgot. He looks like John C. Riley. That's why I always think Sam Miller. Miller, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's funny. He, he kind of reminds me of John C. Riley a little yeah. bit. He's 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 great. Um, but I I've seen him a couple of times where he just in the midst of it he'll tell a joke and he like I and he's like then he does this thing where he's like there you know mm-hmm. I've got this uh, merch right here. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to do. That's fair. A thing of I'm just trying to sound like Sam Miller for a second here while he's yeah, you know. but um. <laughs> But yeah, he'll he'll just in the middle of like his set, just completely like break the the set and be like, "Hey, I'm selling this." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you got it. Which is which is you smart. Do it. Yeah, make some money. Especially if you're doing road gigs, you know, because mm-hmm. it's that's really especially like I was talking to Brian Bixby about this. I was talking, it's I uh, um Naren Van. I don't know if you've met him. He's I've not. He's from Tacoma, but really good guy. Um. But he also does like he's he officiates weddings now and stuff like that. So okay. he, like, it's like it's funny how either comedians are like incredibly like over like insanely paid when you get to like this really high level of like people in stadiums. Right. That gets trickier, though, yeah. too, because it's very rare that there are people that are just stand up comedians. Yeah. A lot of people are writers, too, and directors. It's true. Yeah. And yeah, you got I mean. I would just like to make a full-time living from stand-up. That's my goal. Right yeah, that'd now. be nice. It's crazy, though, because you, you, I think a lot of people who do stand-up just have this drive where they want to do other things. Yeah. That's why you have everybody. Well, now everybody has a podcast, myself included. <laughs> um, or, like, you know, I've seen some that do... I mean, what is it? Burke Kreischer just did that movie. Yeah. You know, based off his story that he tells it every... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've been a fan of stand up since I was like eleven. Yeah, and 
I don't think that's going anywhere. So stand-up's always probably going to be my focus. That's good. If I do like little side things. Yeah, I think it's it's honestly, if anything, like it it, it enhances it. You know, yeah. like um, but you also work in mental health, so like, how, what is? It? I'm curious what that's like at all. Like, so I mean, I wouldn't work with like, I don't know, like nobody's psychotic. I would only yeah. work with like depressed and anxious patients. So it really wasn't that bad. I mean, it was just like any other comedian you would see. I was going to really. say that sounds like every yeah, comedian. Yeah. Everybody's got depression and anxiety, but yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a cool position. You get to learn a lot about, about people, see mm-hmm. them do better. I could, I could see that helping with stand up too, because like there's this concept of like, once you understand people, you might understand how to write better to appeal yeah, that does. I mean, yeah, I have my yeah. degree in psychology, so yeah. sometimes a joke is like, well, I guess that helped me with stand-up <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's a few people. Uh, Zoe Prowl is a therapist, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so is Eliza Butler. Yeah. Yeah, and both really funny comedians. Oh, so, yeah. like, must be working. I mean, and, and you're funny, too. So, like, yeah, yeah. I should, <laughs> yeah. Let me just compliment, like, a bunch of other people <laughs> and then I go. But, uh, no, but, like... So there's got to be something. There's got to be some some method to that madness of like yeah. mental health mixed with stand up works really well. I yeah. Don't know. Um. Uh, so we barely got into the comic, but that's okay. Um. I think that it gives people we'll give, enough we'll of some. an idea to like. Okay, that sounds like something I might like. Or yeah. Or murders? No way. Murder? Yeah. If you like, if you like, well, fantastic. If you like really good art, if you want to support a very talented uh, woman in the comic industry. If you want, you know, if you like it, if you like anything like Dexter or, um, you kind of like American the Psycho retro or, vintage kind of. Yeah. Appeal. Well, I was just talking about like things like involving not, maybe not sewer killers, but people who are like, you know, like more darker murderous stuff like that, where there's also kind of this like bright fluorescent fill kind of mixed in with it. Yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely would recommend this. And, um, I don't know. Uh, I do kind of like throughout the series, again, like how it just kind of portrays 1960s well and how it has kind of women competing with each other slightly. (laughs) Yeah. Because her, um, she would, she wouldn't tell people she was like a contracted killer. She would tell people she was volunteering at a hospice place all day. And people are like, wow, that's got to be such hard work. She's like, oh, it's not a big deal, whatever. Yeah. But it's like, well, you don't really do that. That's also like a period of time where women had to just kind of like pretend like nothing was stressful. Right. Because also, I, I remember there's one part of it, too, where like she kind of had to somewhat manipulate her husband, Gene, and yeah. like him thinking she was doing something else. Mm-hmm. Or she she had to make plans for killing and she was like, oh, I know we're supposed to do this tomorrow, but my sister needs this. But I could cancel on it. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's like, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they, they have the two, they have twin daughters. Uh, yeah. I. That's one of the things that was really easy to remember one character's name is Gene, because that's my name. Um, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, great. I, you know, <laughs> I can have one character I can remember. But yeah, um, I really like uh, the mother-in-law, honestly. Yeah. I, uh, they, you know, they call her Mother Schuler, but her also, um, Greta, I believe is her yeah. actual name. Yeah. And it's interesting because she's like, apparently, I think she was like 
like what you used to like like had worked as a nazi though at the same time like yeah. so there's like kind of an interesting past where like she recognizes uh irving as like mm-hmm. this like horrible like serial killer from that period of time yeah um, and of course she's suspicious from the beginning oh yeah that something else going on maybe she didn't pick up the pieces as to what yeah but like she's like you were talking to some other guy yeah what is <laughs> what's going on i know you're not at hospice yeah and by the by the time it's done, like uh, everything kind of I don't think like, how much do I want to spoil? Things go bad. Yeah, <laughs> things go bad. I mean, I think uh, it yeah. kind of has to. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of the the rule with these kind of things. It also makes me think of. Did you ever see that show Weeds? I did not watch that. Okay, that kind of had that same element where like it's it's a housewife. Um, in that case, it was a single mother who's trying to, so she gets into weed while it's still illegal mm-hmm. in like California. Like there's like medical marijuana starting to kind of get in, but like, it's still kind of illegal. And it's that concept of things start off pretty domestic, small little bits in the crime. But as the series goes on, just everything goes to hell. Basically. Yeah. I, it, it's kind of, it's kind of that formula a little bit, yeah. but it's. If it's done well, it's fun. I uh, I also was reading uh, Netflix is actually working on a adaptation, like a film adaptation of this. Yes. Oh um, wow! So they're looking at I guess Blake Lively uh, to play as Zoe. Is that Zoe? Not Zoe. Josie. Sorry, Josie. Josie. Sorry. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick her for the role. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. Yeah. Could be wrong, but she's not a bad actress. But who would I? Actor. Um, hmm. I feel like I could see other people first. I'm trying to think of who though. Yeah, especially based off of maybe appearance. Yeah. Um, like, I guess you could wear a wig, but... Yeah, like, yeah, just, like, wear a wig or tie her black. Um, maybe even... I mean, I, I, the people I keep thinking of are already in, like, superhero movies. Oh. So, <laughs> like, my first thought was Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Oh, yeah, I was actually thinking that, too. I could see that, Gal Gadot sure. or... Um, Funny enough, I could even though I don't know, if she, I don't even think she's that great of an actor. But uh, January Jones, who was in Mad Men as the mm-hmm. housewife on that, yeah, I could see her almost. But she also like everything she's in, she plays it very like cold. Yeah, I don't know if that's just how she is or what. But everything I've seen her in, she always plays the same kind of role. But um, and for, from this image, this blue one on the front cover, I can oh, kind of yeah. see Margot Robbie. Oh yeah, Margot. Yeah, that would be yeah, Margot Robbie would be not a bad choice. Um, there's there's a lot. Does I mean, she even have to work again though after Barbie. Probably not. She That's doesn't have billion to, but she probably she, will. Yeah, it's a billion dollar movie now at this point. It's crazy. It's, did it? Did, did that is like a master class in advertising. By yeah. the way, how they did oh that. absolutely like they they did it at the right time too because it was right before the strike. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine like it's them point. trying to yeah because like it was right before the strike, but um. So the movie, I don't think they found a director, but it's written by Diablo Cody. Do you know who that is? I do not. Um, she wrote Juno and Jennifer's Body. Oh, okay. So, and I think she did like one or two other movies, but those are the two that I can I, also see you're trying to do Megan Fox for this too. I could see Megan Fox. I don't know if I'd want Megan Fox. Right. I don't know either. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a f- as but big of a Just fan. by looks, I could see yeah. Megan Fox. Um, but I, I could see Blake Lively. I, I don't know. I I'd have to see her in the actual role, obviously, right. and yeah. they can kind of they can modify things and stuff like that. It's obviously it's a comic book, so they have a visual representation, but exactly. that doesn't mean they have to follow it exactly. Yeah. Um. 
actually I could really, I could actually see, um, I, that just made me think of a person, um, even though she's also blonde, but she's dyed her hair black for multiple movies is, um, I forgot her name. She's from South Africa. Oh, Charlie Theron. Charlie Theron. I could see her. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she kind of had like, I was just thinking, but she was in the, she was in something on Netflix recently that, that, uh, she had like short black. I hair, could see so. it from the top purple yeah. pink image. And oh part. yeah, that could definitely be Charlie Saron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I she's th- been in the. She was in that serial killer movie before that. Oh, uh, monster. Yeah, yeah. She where she monster. like, where she like completely changed her face and everything else like yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. Some dedication there. Yeah, she could <laughs> definitely do that role well. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, but obviously they've already casted. Okay. So, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Like, actually, can y'all change your minds? Yeah, Netflix? can you just... I mean, it could We're happen. talking about it. <laughs> well, they announced it back in 2021, so it's oh, still in development, okay. so things could change yeah. along the way. I, I, as far as I know, it's still in development, because, like, movie... Things will get announced sometimes up to, like, five to six years before they actually happen. Wow, yeah. And this is why I like stand up. It's because it's all kind of instant. Yes. Like I could write a joke today, go try it out somewhere. Yeah. And be done with it. Where these movies take forever. <laughs> like I don't keep yeah. jobs that long. Like I I don't think I've been with a company for more than like two and a half years at a time. Yeah. I just can't do it. I I get bored. That's actually I, I can relate to that. I've and it's harder now. Like I stay at jobs so much shorter now. I've been doing, I've been doing like Amazon flex and like Uber okay. Eats and stuff like that. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, I'm technically working for a company, but I don't have to answer to anyone. Right. Exactly. And I like that aside from the customers, obviously, like if they get mad at me, that's one thing, but that doesn't happen very often. Right. Yeah. If you do, if you can't care, you know, transport food from one place to another, it, it, that's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, especially with like Uber Eats, I could be yeah. on the restaurant too if they don't pack something right. Honestly, that that's usually what happens because uh-huh. I've had people, I've had I've had a couple times where someone calls me and they're like, "Hey, so even though the bag says it's the right food, the food's wrong." And I was like, "Call the restaurant." But yeah, it was Uber already Uber Eats is cool though because they'll just like refund you for whatever. Yeah. And yeah, because I've had bad experiences, but that's all been the restaurant. It's never been the driver. Yeah. Like there's the only time it can be the driver is if the driver is trying to drive too fast and the food gets jostled around or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I feel bad because when I first started, I accidentally like had someone's like enchiladas completely get destroyed uh, on the way yeah. to their place. Cause I, it was like the first weekend and I just didn't realize how important, how much like you really have to like contain that. Yeah. A couple months ago, actually a driver left something at my place that didn't belong to me. Oh, damn. Uh, but it was really sad. It was a McDonald's order that was chicken McNuggets and a strawberry McFlurry no fries. Wow. It was the tiniest bag I ever yeah. saw. I'm like, who, somebody needed that. Someone, yeah. That's, that, that's, that's, that's a cra- rough. That's a craving food right That's there. a weird order. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't get it. I that's mean, I brought day. it in because I thought my roommate got it. Oh, and yeah. She was like, I didn't get that. And by the time I found that out, it was just dist- like McDonald's only lasts a couple minutes. Like, yeah, you can't really say yeah. That's what's weird about delivery for McDonald's in general. It's like, unless you're like delivering from a really close by McDonald's. Yeah. Like, you might as well just go there and get it yourself and eat it on the way home. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even like a transport to home and eat it while you're hanging out at home kind of food. Right. Like, uh, I have a couple questions I want to ask here at the end. Okay, um, sure. That I do actually have memorized because I've been doing these longer. Okay. Um, first one is, so 
even though this is one of your few times you've read comics, uh-huh. I'm sure you've been exposed to comic books, either like movies or TV shows or what have you, whether it's like superhero stuff or something like that. Uh-huh. Do you remember like one of the earlier examples of something that like kind of stood out to you? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like the newspaper kind of quick little comics that okay. they do. Um I like, tried to get in the habit of reading those, and I don't know if it was anything particular. Maybe Calvin. Calvin Hobbes. and Hobbes is a big one for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, that was probably the earlier thing because even the newspapers were around when I was a kid. They were kind of just used for like wrapping paper. They weren't really yeah like a good source of media anymore, <laughs> even at that point. Yeah, but I would sometimes read those comics, and I guess I would read those before I started watching co- stand-up comedy necessarily. <laughs> It's a good, I mean, the nice thing, because I used to do, com- I still do comic strips, I should say, but I don't, yeah. I used to do them f- more frequently. Uh-huh. Um, and th- writing a comic strip is not much different from writing a joke because yeah. you have to have that surprise at the end punchline. Oh, absolutely. If I've, you do it right. I've, I think I've made a couple myself before, just a little quick ones for mm-hmm. like birthday cards. Yeah. Um, which one of them I think was personal involving my friend group at the time mm. and writing, trying to convey humor through that. Yeah. And then another one was for like my dad. I actually found one the other day. It was like a birthday card for my dad. Oh, nice. I wish I had like brought it here because it was pretty like raunchy material. <laughs> it was I read it when I was like 15, but his birthday is close to St. Patrick's Day. Oh, okay. And it was just about like two drunk people at a bar. Yeah. That's I was like, wow, I, I was hilarious back then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, there's always there's always a star. My uh I I remember the first comic strip I did I got like a be- a belly laugh from my mom. Yeah. And it was just it was such a dumb thing. It was like these two characters walking and one of the guy one of them looks at the other guy and he's like, Hey, getting kind of tired of walking. You wanna you like you wanna go back, go back home go back to my place? And he's like, dude, we're still in your yard. Yeah. And that was it. It was just that. And like, but the way my mom laughed at that was yeah. like, I, I got something here. I've got, That's like, cool. there's something here. It is this. definitely a different way to convey humor for sure. Yeah. Because with stand up, it's the opposite. You don't really have images involved. You no. have to describe a situation to people. And sometimes yeah. some jokes work better as sketches. It's true. There was someone recently I saw on, I think on social that they literally were like, their style of stand up was they were showing comic strips. Yeah. It was kind of interesting. I was like... It's like, why do the stand-up part at that yeah. point? Yeah. It was, it was just a... Well, because it was like they were showing them and then they would like have it so they didn't have the words at first and then they would read the words out. So it was like yeah. kind of a performance, but kind of just like, you're just showing off these comic strips right. you made. Maybe they did video first or something and then the maybe. comedy clubs were like, yeah, you can come here. Yeah, maybe. Because you got the viewers, yeah. Well, because there are people who like... There are, I know there are people who use like PowerPoints and stuff like that for their, yeah. for their comedy. I mean, Dimitri Martin is one that comes to mind. Oh, yeah, He's absolutely. always had the, that kind of stuff. So Eugene what, Merman, I think for his oh, comedy yeah. center special did like play around with drawings and shapes. Yeah. yeah. I, Piper first, Bigley even made like, yeah. like, or he showed a card he made when he was a kid. So yeah, you can definitely yeah. add visual stuff, but it's uh, a little trickier. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Zach Alfinakis did like a comedy presential presents a long time ago that had that too, where like he uh-huh. had, um, he just had like words written on a piece of paper and he didn't even read them out loud. He just like had them big enough that the audience supposedly could see them. Yeah, and he would just do that, and it was just like, okay, like if you can do it real, 
I guess. Like I heard Zach Galifianakis was really smart with that Comedy Central Presents episode. Yeah. I used to I watch that series all the time, but yeah. I guess he had some kind of clothing item or accessory he would take on and off throughout the oh, really? thing. So they had to do the jokes in the order he did them. Oh, and sometimes they'll mix it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a it, yeah. that was a fun one too because at the end he had this whole. I don't think they were actually his exes, but he had an orchestra of exes at the end of it, <laughs> which is really funny. Yeah, that is pretty funny. Yeah, I saw I saw his original like Tonight Show presentation. Like I I don't know if he still does stand up, but he's got an interesting style to yeah, him. Yeah, that's like he was really popular like a decade ago. Or yeah, so, but you don't really hear a lot now. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah, that Honestly. happens. That happens. Once you, some if people you get the money you need to survive off of, like, I'm not blaming someone for dipping out. Yeah, or yeah. doing something different. Well, it's like uh, Michael Keaton was a stand-up comic. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, was he? Was he on SNL? I don't think so. No? Uh, okay. Robert Downey Jr. was on SNL. Okay, for the season, there was like one season where they brought in a bunch of like actor, like Norn Michaels left for a little while, and they brought in like John Turturro. They had, um, I want to say it was uh, Robert Downey Jr. And then the guy, one of the other guys from uh, Weird Science that was also in the, like, was one of the cast members. They had, like, a bunch of, like, it's also one of the least popular seasons, but it was all, right. like, already established names, basically. And they were like, we'll just do that one year or yeah. something. Like, uh, Gilbert Godfrey was on SNL at one point. Oh, wow. That's actually... Um, if I remember right, he actually in a, in a sketch actually uses his real voice, or used his real voice because you know, because wow. there's a few times where like you can get like snippets of him not talking, like mm-hmm. you know his classic high, you know. Have you seen the Will Ferrell's? I don't know if he's still in town, but he was in town. I saw that. Like, yeah, weekend. I saw a lot of people taking photos with him. Yeah, like Kyle Adams, uh-huh. Michael Marcus had a picture. You know what I'm actually excited for that just got announced? What's that? Adam Sandler's coming to Portland next is month. He? Yeah, that's awesome. That is like the whitest thing about me is that I'm like <laughs> Adam Sandler. I'm gonna go see him because he did a stand up thing a couple years ago, yeah. preparation for his Netflix stuff, and I guess it yeah. just didn't process with me what he was doing, so I didn't go. But I kind of wish I had. That was an interesting special too because it was like a bunch of clips from different. Yeah. Venues and stuff I mean, like that. I you can so. do it. Yeah. 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 It works it's, out. It's still funny. Yeah. And and especially if you can have right like segments in between or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess like, I would have asked, I normally ask what got you into comedy, but I feel like you've answered that throughout the episode. Sort of, yeah. Like, I started different. watching pretty young. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I was pretty shy, but I did like choir and mm-hmm. a little bit of theater and... Yeah, I knew when I was a teenager I wanted to try it, but I kind of put it on the back burner for a while because yeah. everyone's like, oh, go to college, get a degree, whatever. <laughs> and when I was a freshman or sophomore, I think, I won tickets to like a show at Zany's in Nashville. Oh, nice. And then I saw they were hiring college ambassadors, mm. which meant I just like distributed flyers around campus and got free show tickets. Yeah. And then that's when I remembered again. It's like, oh, yeah, I want to do stand-up comedy. Yeah. So I told people for like a few years that I wanted to try it. And finally, I told like my professor when I was 21 that I'd always wanted to try it. And yeah. she did not stop asking me about it. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is going to be a weird semester if I don't do it. So yeah, a little peer pressure. It was a month after I turned 21, too. So a okay. little alcohol encouragement. And that was it. I just needed to do it once to be yeah. in it. I kind of knew that deep down, but... I think I think there's something because I I have my GED. Yeah. I mostly just worked a bunch of shitty jobs through my life. I I feel I I'm kind of 
a little bit jealous of the people who actually took, and I could still go to take classes, but like people who started earlier and went to college beforehand. Yeah. Because there's a certain level of, uh, of discipline that you probably have that I do not. I wish. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of the path that I was talking yeah. about. And I had a really lucky deal not paying a ton of money to go to school. So there I go. took it. Yeah. But yeah. otherwise, yeah, I don't have discipline to go to grad school now. Yeah, that's fair. To be Or the money. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> my, uh, my girlfriend, she's uh, a CNA. And I was like, just like, I was just asking, we were talking about our futures and she's like, I was like, are you thinking about doing like anything more like a, like RN or something like that? And she's like, yeah, I'd love to if I had the money. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Healthcare really doesn't like pay for you. Yeah. To- advance your degrees which they really if there's any industry that should yeah it's no that one hospitals make a lot of money and they need people and they have not increased anybody's salaries really no. very much and they're actually taking away more benefits so yeah. it's like well we're gonna have a crisis soon <laughs> no one's gonna want to work in healthcare. i mean out here yeah. even in portland like the service industry they make they can make 15 to 20 bucks an hour and then yeah. tips it's like why would you work in healthcare? Yeah, especially the lower levels, because that's like the same, if not more money. Yeah, it's it's a problem. And then during COVID, a ton of people left just because how they were treated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't blame any nurses for leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, before done here, is there anything you like? So I would recommend, even though you talked about the show, this is actually going to release after that yeah. comes out. Um, but is there like any social media, anything like that you want to plug any? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think my bigger following is on Instagram still. So Kayla Evans comedy. I think that's most of my social media is TikTok, Instagram, Mm -hmm. threads. Okay. Oh, I forgot about threads. Uh That's the. And that's E-V-A-N-S for Evans. Okay. Not Evans. They'll be able to see that on the, uh, on the episode too. Okay. Perfect. Uh, I always, I always double check on like Facebook or something like that to make sure, or Instagram to make sure I spell it right. Yeah, I, it's hard. It I've started. I've I've miss. I've started to misspell Ben Harkin's name. He's he's been on twice, and I've almost misspelled his name both times. It yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Still, in this case, I I want to make sure because I you know I want people to be able to get exposure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I I'll just list whatever shows or festivals I'm doing on my <laughs> yeah. pages. That's that's why I usually like recommend because pe- there have been times where people are like, oh yeah, I've got this show. I'm like. It's like if I was Rogan who releases three episodes a week and like people and I have a million followers, that's great. But like someone could be listening to this like five years down the road. You right. Know? And yeah. hopefully you have the same social media stuff at that point. Yeah, you know? hopefully. <laughs> it's funny. I've actually I used to plug my social media. I should probably really quickly. I changed my comedy page. It's now um, gray bearded baby face yeah that's what i i believe that's what i i think i think that's what i changed it to because i was like i saw all these people with like really um clever names yeah and even though i am like the only gene deweber that exists Uh i just thought it would be fun to like do something different than just gene deweber comedy that's fair yeah Yeah. i i think i only recently changed to kayla evans comedy maybe like a year ago okay because it was just my personal pages for a long time i was like you know what i'll just make it a comedy page you might as well because you probably already have some followers anyways to start off yeah Yeah. and i don't really need them to be separate or anything i just they have close friend stories now so yeah just like oh that's true that's true some everyday stuff that no one wants to see (laughs) you would you would think they would make it so that certain like because like it's done it's owned by facebook now you would think they Uh would make it 
similar to Facebook where you can have certain posts only seen by friends too. Yeah. But I don't know. I wish I could create more lists. So like, yeah, know, like Portland comics list, a girls only list. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. That would be kind of cool to be able to do that. But yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. I had a thought about usernames, but okay. Yeah. I'll probably stick to K 11's comedy. Oh, what I was going to say was, like, I do use my real name as yeah. my stage name. And part of me is like, maybe I should have just come up with something else when I was <laughs> you know, earlier on. You know what? That's like, you have a good name for comedy, though. I do. Like, there's a lot of people that, like, I, I, I just because Gene DeWeber has so many, like, Gene is one syllable and DeWeber is almost too many syllables. And so it's like, I've almost like, maybe I should use a different last name or something. But it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's tricky because there's a lot of Evanses. Yeah, There's not oh, a ton of Kayla's, but there could be one yeah. day. I don't know. Our there generation's kind of here. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, I don't know. I probably wouldn't change my name at this point because it'd just be way too complicated. But yeah, it's like it part doesn't... of me. New, any new comics listening to this, maybe think about how you feel about your name. Well, Brian Bigsby's la- his last name isn't Bigsby. It's not? Right? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know what his actual last name is. I mean, I know quite a few comics yeah. don't use their real yeah. last names in, in the scene. Yeah. But some people, some people, they're like, some people just have the right kind of name that really like kind of rolls off the tongue, I yeah. guess. Kayla Evans memorable. sounds like something you could hear. Like, yeah, yeah, that is fair. Yeah. Or there's some people who like have just like insane, like, I still think D. Weber is kind of a weird last name on my end, but it's kind of memorable. Though. It is. It is. It's just like I can. I, I almost feel bad for anyone who has to introduce me because it's like Gene, which is fast, and like D. Weber. You know, like I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, I'm lazy though, so <laughs> like any if if I could find a way to like shorten it, even I don't know, but it's too late now. I've yeah, been, I mean shorter. I think like the two syllable yeah rule is kind of good. My yeah. parents timed it out perfectly. My middle name's Marie, so oh, okay. Kayla Marie Evans. Yeah. Then you're just a serial killer. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I, I will say I don't go by my first name, but I, I won't. I won't say that on here. But oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. My my my. I've also never gone by my first name though. So what's kind of funny is people will ask if my name's a stage name, and yeah. it's like, why would I have made up Kayla Evans? Yeah, like that's kind of a weird one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you just really wanted to blend in. Yeah. Maybe. I yeah. don't know. Or it's by last name's like Evan Sting yeah. or something. It's like a very long <laughs> or name. You were, you, like you Evans were, is shorter. You used to be a contract killer and you had to change your identity. <laughs> bringing it back. Bringing it back yeah. for the last second here. Absolutely. Um, and then this is something I like to do. It's just a fun, silly thing. Uh, yeah. What's the moral of the story? Ooh. The moral of the story. Yeah. Well, I feel like... Oh, the second volume, she actually does go through like a list of what to know if you're going to be a contract serial killer. I guess, especially with that volume, trust your instincts is a good one. Yeah, I'd say I'd go with that. Uh Also, maybe not work with an ex-Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's actually really fair. That's, that's a good... And I get like during trust that... Trust your instincts. <laughs> trust your... In, yeah, Because at first she didn't want to work with the guy. She wasn't sure about it. But well, she used she him in the first volume too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that was very temporary. Yeah. It was and like then, a... It was just a quick thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And didn't work out for the other girl. But... Yeah, ladies, stand up for yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Stand up. <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a good one. Stand up. Maybe I mean, don't kill a bunch of people, but like there's a middle ground. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. There was an, the, that makes me think of that episode. Uh, I don't know. I just popped in my head. The, uh, the rock episode where, um, Liz ends up going to this, like, uh, group therapy thing with a bunch of housewives and it turns out it's actually a fight club. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally just watched that movie bottoms the other day. Bottoms? And that's all about like some high school girls creating a fight club. Oh really? Uh huh. Okay. I saw the I saw the teasers of it. I wasn't sure what it was about. That's cute. It was so g- cute. It gave me kind of a book club vibe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Book fight club, you know? Yeah. Same thing. I think it was, or book smart. Book smart. Book smart. Yeah. yeah kind of I book mean, smart I think it's vibe. the same creators. Okay. I that think makes that's sense. That's why. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. Like kind of like yeah, fun, more like uh like feminist comedy or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for coming on here, Kayla. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, if you're going to be a contract killer, um, have good style. That's, you know, she's got, she had some great yeah, style. Yeah. yeah, don't be ugly, you don't know. Be, don't <laughs> make the story pretty. Don't yeah. be hideous about it. Yeah, don't be hideous about Not everybody can control what they look like, though. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you're like, if you're ugly, it, don't kill people. Illustrating it, though, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Make the group, make all the gore pretty. Yeah. Just kind of hide it in a bunch of <laughs> nice retro. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're just telling a serial killer how to like, like make, like, <laughs> we're going to have a serial killer that everything is like macrame or something. I don't know. Like yeah. something very, I'm, wait, it's macrame? Have some style. Like, you have know? some style. Have some style. Have some class. Have some finesse. Tacky. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Be- <laughs> <laughs> or just don't kill people you know that's a that's, that's a fair. that's just don't don't kill people that's the that's that's what i'm gonna say yeah. um just for legal reasons if, if nothing else yeah just don't kill people that's fair yeah. <laughs> just write comic books about it <laughs> yeah just just imagine all your 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 horrible fantasies in the form of an amazingly drawn comic book that's, and then we'll talk about it and later. then we'll talk yeah we'll talk about yeah just send yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> send an email to nearly functional uh, comics at, at gmail.com and uh you know it'll uh it might it might get eventually talked about on the show who knows i don't know that's the one email that i have that i don't care if anyone has so okay yeah it's uh it's i tried to do it for i've tried so many for business reasons and i'm just i just keep on using my my personal email and that's probably not for the best but right yeah whatever anyway I've been, this is, this, I keep on just elongating the end of this episode. So thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> Have a good day. Obsessive.